Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. www.vickysstartrek.com Correct. And you can contact us at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. Right. And I think I said it all. <laughs> well, just so you know, you, you say Radio Republic in two different ways. You, say it, you call it Radio Republic and Republic Radio. It's only one of those. You do realize that, right? Yeah, it's Republic Radio. I I think. Are you sure? No, I am not. <laughs> it is Radio Republic. Okay. Or Radio Public, sorry. Radio Public. Radio Public. Right. Okay. So, Vicki, this is Season 2, Episode number 11, Friday's Child. 
What did you expect? Uh, what did you think was going to happen in this one? The crew meets a child with a special gift. <sighs> don't you wish, don't you wish, don't you wish. <laughs> Save that for another episode. Right. Possibly TNG. So it says here, the Enterprise becomes involved in local power struggle on planet Capella. I think it's uh, five, four. Well, what's fine? Where the Klingons want mining rights. Right. I'm not very good on my Roman numerals. No, five and ten. <laughs> and one, two, and three. After that, I don't know. They're quite large. Seven feet tall is not unusual. They're extremely fast and strong. Lieutenant? Make no mistake, they can be highly dangerous. The Capellan's basic weapon, the Klieger, at any So why didn't I just look at what I had up? So Capella 4, because it says, with the Roman numerals, and it says, was the inhabited fourth planet. Okay. What is a Cleot? Cleot. Uh, if you'll let me pull it up here. Um, I missed that in my question. So a Cleot, if, if you've looked at it, is that three-sided circular thing that they throw. Okay. It's basically like a death frisbee. Okay. To be honest. Because it doesn't show it anywhere on here as a thing I can pull up. Okay. So, I'm sorry. But Capella, Capella 4 was an inhabited fourth planet in the Capella system of the Alpha Quadrant. It was the homeworld of the Capellans and pre-warp humanoid species, as well as the Capellan flower and the Capellan power cap. Okay. I've never heard of that one before. What's that one about? Oh wait, never mind. That I have to save that for when we get to the TOS episodes. Never mind. Realize yeah, anything. you know, do not give us a spoiler alert. I. I... <laughs> I forgot about it until I saw the picture and I went, "Oh God!" <laughs> You're like, "Wait a minute!" I can't say that. I can't do that. <laughs> it's up to a hundred yards. They can make it almost as effective against a man as a phaser. In addition to this, an assortment of swords and knives. Call from the bridge, Captain. Bridge. Help, sir. Yes, Mr. Sue. Report. Now in standard orbit, sir. I've pinpointed their encampment below. Very good. Have the transporter room standby. Aye, sir. How long were you stationed on the planet, Doctor? Only a few months. We found them totally uninterested in medical aid or hospitals. They believe that only the strong should survive. Analysis, gentlemen. Ordinarily, under these circumstances, I would recommend a large, well-armed landing party. Yes, but in this case, with the more people we take down, the greater chance we have of violating one of the taboos. Agreed. Once they've got it into their heads, we're showing force you can forget them signing any mining treaty. Very well. Scotty, you're in command. Bear in mind that the Klingons have been sighted in this sector. While we're negotiating down there, we don't want the Enterprise to become an incident up here. Aye, sir. We'll keep on our toes.
Earth vessel? I am Captain Kirk. We come with open hearts and hands. A Klingon! Grant, no! systems for the planetoid colonies. In the 23rd century, naturally occurring topoline has also had sensor disrupting properties. In 2153, <laughs> while evading Zindi reptilian seekers, Captain Archer, Lieutenant Reed, Major Haynes, and the Zindi Arboreal took refuge in a cave containing topoline ore. Uh, through which the seekers could not scan. Okay. You said that so fast, I was like, what? <laughs> Trying to be efficient sometimes. I know. Our mission, <laughs> obtain a mining agreement. But we have discovered a Klingon agent has preceded us to the planet. A discovery which has cost the life of one of my crewmen. I am unaware of any state of war between our peoples, Captain. Captain. Or is it your policy to kill Klingons on sight? He's young and inexperienced. I know that the Klingons are our sworn enemies by their own words. We understand only that he also offers things of value for our rocks. And he has freely handed us his weapons and other devices. So when we first watched this last week, you asked me, uh, how can I tell it's a Klingon, right? Correct. So you notice the sparkly kind of like tunic that he's wearing? Yes. Um, or tank top, if you will. That's one way. Another way is their symbol, which changes between TOS and TNG. And TNG is the three curved things in a triangle shape. And this one is kind of like a whooping out from the center of a circle. Mm -hmm. um, not only that, but anytime you see the Klingons, they've always got a beard. Oh. Um, so, and they always have that big, like, I, I don't know what the shape is called, but it's longer on the top than the bottom, and then the two sides come to it. Gotcha. So, you can always tell that that's them. Let me call my ship. And inform them on an attack upon their village. It is as I told you, Mob. Earthmen fear to bargain honestly. Will you hand us your weapons? 
look at the cleat on the side of the okay. guy's hips. Yeah. So it's like a metal frisbee looking thing. I don't know if they were made out of metal. That's what it looks like. But it does look like that, yes. So if anybody has any other theories about that, hit us up. Tell us. It's like a death frisbee. Like a death frisbee. Yes, I mentioned that. He also mentioned that they can be highly dangerous. Dangerous if lied to. If their customs are violated, will we lie to no one, Doctor? We violated no customs. Perhaps you'll explain to me why one of my men is dead. Because he was drawing a weapon on another of their guests. Brad looked up. Saw Klingon, made a purely instinctive defensive move. What's a Klingon doing down here, among your scrupulously honest friends, anyway? Look, Jim, I know what it means to you to lose a crewman. It's only one down, Doctor. There's over 400 more up there in orbit. And if there's a Klingon down here, there might be a Klingon ship up there somewhere. Mr. Scott. Picking up something on the sensors, sir. Seems to be another ship. Well, let's put it on the screen. It's just at the edge of our sensor range, sir. Hard to get an exact reading. You think it's a Klingon ship? Who else would be playing cat and mouse with a starship? Well. Can't hurt us much out there bobbing about like that. No need to call a captain yet. He wouldn't be able to answer you even if he did. Bones. Yes, Captain. I shouldn't have chewed you out. I'm sorry. I understand. Inefficient, however. Emotion, Captain. Yes, you're quite right, Mr. Spock. Inefficient. And illogical. You've, uh shown friendship by handing over our weapons. And she's making a gesture in return. Jump. If you touch So, before we continue, one thing to notice is, in a lot of these guys' names, guys and gals' names, uh -huh. when they're spoken, you have Ma'ab with two A's, Aka-R with two A's, L-E-N with two E's. A lot of their names have double letters in them. Gotcha. Our nearest male relatives will have to try to kill you. They're offering you a chance for combat. They consider it more pleasurable than love. <laughs> sure, uh... <laughs> 
would appear, Captain, that finds you a disappointment. I am the Ti'ur Aka'ar. I lead the ten tribes of Capella. A young wife to give an old man a son to rule these tribes. I'm Captain Kirk. First of all, I must protest the killing of one of my crewmen. If it was your man, was it not his privilege to die for you? I do not understand. Their customs are different, Tier. And different from those of my people too, Tier. The sight of death frightens them. Let me take this, John. What Mahab has said is true. Our customs are different. What the Klingon has said is unimportant, and we do not hear his words. <laughs> I just called the Klingon a liar. Laughter, Tia? Is not the Klingon an honored guest also? It was the Earth people who first bargained for our rocks. Is it not best to have two who bargain for the same goods? It is I who speak for the tribe, Bob. I speak for many, Tyr. Hear the words of the Klingon. What do Earthmen offer you? What have you obtained from them in the past? Powders and liquids for the sick. <laughs> we Klingons believe as you do. The sick should die. Only the strong should live. Earthmen have promised to teach the youth of your tribes many things. What? What things? Cleverness against enemies? The use of weapons? The Klingon speaks the truth, Akar. The Earth Federation offers one other thing, Akar. Our laws, and the highest of all our laws states that your world is yours and will always remain yours. This differs us from the Klingons. Their empire is made up of conquered worlds. They take what they want by arms and force. Good, good. Let the Klingons and the Earthmen offer us amusement. Capellans welcome this. The Earthmen have different customs. But never have they lied to our people. Yeah, those of us who will not bargain with Earthmen, Aka'ar. Do you say you will fight me, Mahab? Let that be your choice, dear. Just so nobody's confused, when they're saying T-ear, which has two E's in it, by the way, that's the title for Akar's position. Is he is the high tier? Right. He's the upper level. He is the ruler. Right. We need our communicators. Those devices on our bounce. If there's a Klingon ship somewhere, the sky does not interest me. 
I must consider the words I have heard. Leave him. Disappeared, sir. Gone out of range. Mr. Scott, I'm getting a call from a vessel. So faint, I can't make it out. Put a booster on it, Lieutenant. Try to pull it in. I've lost it. It sounded like a distress signal from an Earth vessel. begin to like you, Earthman. And I saw fear in the Klingon's eye. We had an agreement. That too may change Klingon. I have the signal clear now, Mr. Scott. It is a distress call. It's from the SS Deirdre. Deirdre? So the Deirdre was a 23rd century Federation freighter. This ship had the best, at best, a maximum of speed of warp two. Gotcha. It's a freighter. Reporting they're under attack. They're running, trying to maneuver. It's a Klingon vessel attacking. 
to Europe, sir. I'm taking a fix. Try the captain. Enterprise to Captain Kirk. Come in, Captain. Enterprise to Captain Kirk. Come in, Captain. Carry a child who would be dear. I must die. the wife of a tear. She was prepared to die, Earthman. She is prepared to die, Earthman. Kill him first. He laid hands upon me. It is my right to see him die. On the census, sir. Tie into my channel, Lieutenant. Right. Commanding, we are under heavy attack by Klingon vessels. Two convoy ships are already damaged. We must have help. Enterprise, acknowledge. Please acknowledge. Repeat. That didn't sound right to Scotty. Interception course computed. Related, sir. Prepare to take us out of orbit, Mr. Sulu. ship under attack. That's where our duty lies. Take us out of orbit, Mr. Sulu. Ahead, warp five. to come to the aid of a Federation vessel under attack by a Klingon vessel. We were unable to contact our landing party before we were forced to answer the distress signal. Our inability to reach the landing party is strange. And I am concerned. Our check-in well, signal you should be. is one hour... 12 minutes overdue. Since no reconnaissance party has appeared, and since Mr. Scott is notably efficient in such matters... I must assume that something's keeping them busy up there, the Klingon ship. That would seem a logical conclusion. Captain, 
I'm gonna fix that woman's arm. They can only kill me once for touching her. That's a very good idea, Bones. Yes, Captain. An excellent idea. <laughs> Let me see that arm. You will not touch me. You're taking out the guard. You said you prefer to die. Does that mean you prefer to die? I think we can get you safely to the ship. Your choice. To live is always desirable. to concern you there. We've made an agreement, Bob. I have a right to my weapons. We have them well cared for, Klingon. Your weapon will be returned when our business is completed. That was our agreement. Approaching the freighter's last reported position, sir. Central report, Mr. Chekhov. Negative, sir. No debris, no residual particles, no traces. Mr. Sulu, begin a standard search pattern. All scanners, full intensity, Mr. Chekhov. No signal at all. Negative, sir. It should be on our screens by now. At best, a freighter might travel warp two. I'm well aware of a freighter's maximum speed, Mr. Sulu. Captain's log, stardate 3499.1. Before leaving the Capellan encampment, we managed to retrieve our communicators. Our phasers were not to be found. We have fled into the hills, yet we know the Capellans will eventually find us by scent alone if necessary. And we have learned one thing more. The girl, L.E.M., hates the unborn child she is carrying. Stay with her, Bones. Nice place to get trapped in. Quite a defensible entrance, Captain. Yes, I see. Scout up the trail that way. See what we have in the way of an exit. I'll take a look around. Now listen, you may be a Capellan woman and the widow of a high tea heir, but I'm a doctor, and it's my tradition to care for the sick and injured. Let me see that arm.
not touch me in that manner. You listen to me, young woman. Right? I'll touch you in any way or manner that my professional judgment indicates. She's laughing. Just as I thought, it can come any time now. How do you know? Because I'm a doctor, that's how I know. Even the women of our village cannot tell so much with a touch. Strange hand. Very soft. hold them off and give us more time they'd have to go around these hills there is enough loose rock and shale do you think we could create a sonic disruption with two of our communicators only a very slight chance it would work well if you don't think we can maybe we shouldn't try captain i didn't say that exactly should produce a sympathetic vibration on the weak area of that slide.
about the delivery? Palins aren't human, Jim. They're humanoid. There are certain internal differences. I don't have the equipment to handle an emergency. Well, if you don't think you're going to handle it... Forget it. I can do it. The last thing I want around is a ham-handed ship's captain. <laughs> There's a cave in there. Probably the only shelter around here. I'll need help getting her in there. No. Look. I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spot, <laughs> give me a hand. No. I will allow only your touch. <laughs> Disappear. There's nothing, Mr. Scott. All channels and frequencies are clear. Mr. Chekhov. Nothing, sir. It were destroyed. I pick up debris readings of some sort. on that distress call. I want it replayed. Commanding, we are under heavy attack by Klingon vessels. Two convoy ships are already damaged. We must have help. Enterprise, acknowledge. Please acknowledge. Did you hear it? They called us by name. Not a general distress signal, but one aimed right at us. Would they normally call for the nearest starship? How would a freighter know we were ordered into this sector? Friend, we would divert it from the planet. Or it could be an authentic distress call. We'll stay long enough to make certain. He knows. Continue search pattern. Yes, sir. Continue. <laughs> Magnesite nitron tablets in your kit, you know. Just a minute, let me get her on the rock. So, the magnesite nitron tablet were an item in the 23rd century 
survival gear sometimes found in medical kits. They were small, white, round tablets containing <clears throat> compressed chemicals. Placed on a hard surface and struck with moderate force, they would ignite, burning with a thin flame. Such a flame was chiefly used as a light source in darkened areas. It was too small to be a, an effective heat source. Their small size were uh, size made them more useful than a portable light in some situations. Gotcha. Did you arrange to touch her bones, give her a happy pill? No. Right cross. Never seen that in a medical book. Send mine from now on. There's water nearby. Good. But we need weapons just as much as we need water, Spock. Seem to be a little weapon potential at hand. Follow me. stepped into it, as it were. What? Uh-oh. Kirk to Enterprise, come in. Kirk to Enterprise, come in. Fortunately, this bark has suitable tensile cohesion. You mean it makes a good booster? I believe I said that. Gunpowder was on Earth. 
Spock that isn't the way. You place this arm under here to support its back, and this hand here to I support its rather, head. I would rather not. Thank you. <laughs> McCoy, bring our child. Our child. I'll explain later. That <laughs> should prove very interesting. Very. starship operated by Starfleet. In 2267, the Carolina was reassigned, uh, registered as being in the same sector as Capella 4. A distress signal was optionally transmitted by the Carolina to the USS Enterprise. However, the Enterprise had previously been diverted by a failure, fake distress call from the SS Deirdre, acting Captain Montgomery Scott decided to ignore the Carolinas, observing, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Carolina is registered in the sector. Ignore it, Lieutenant. Log it is my order, my responsibility. Aye, aye, sir. Scotty, if it should turn out to be real. There's an old, old saying on Earth, Mr. Sulu. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I know this saying. It was invented in Russia. You're gonna hate me for this. <coughs> so, a Kliga. You asked about it earlier. I didn't scroll all the way down to the bottom, and when I did, I wasn't really looking. I just found what it is. It is a three-sided blade, compelling weapon used by tribal warriors on the planet Capella IV. It is highly effective at any distance up to 100 yards. It was made, it was said to be effective against a man with a phaser. Oh. And it doesn't give me much more information than that. Um, it doesn't tell me what it's made out of. Are you sure? I'm looking <laughs> right at it. Okay. Give herself up and let her child live. 
straight to the warriors. I'll go with you. Bones, you took a medical oath long before you signed aboard my ship. That small patient in there needs you. Estimating the planet? 31 minutes, sir. Mr. Scott? Sensors picking up a vessel ahead, cutting across our path. Sublight one half. Reverse into sublight one half. It's an Elliot, sir. A configuration, a Klingon warship. So it is a Klingon. Taking position yes. directly in our path. Mr. Sulu, sound battle stations. So it is a D7 battle. Uh, class, uh, it says here. Because that's what it brought me to. Okay. Um, what did I just do? I, oh, here we go. Conf confrontation near Capella 4. The warship utilized by the Klingon Empire during the 2260s. In 2267, this ship transport crashed to Capella 4 so that the Klingon agent could acquire the rare mineral found there called Topoline. Crass described the vessel to James T. Kirk as a small scout ship. Right. This ship later lured the USS Enterprise away from Capella and Hope World in an attempt to bolster Crass. This position during negotiation by first relaying false distress calls to, uh, from the USS Deirdre and Carolina. When the Enterprise returned to Cabela 4, the warship attempted to briefly stand off, but ultimately you're going to find out what they did. Acknowledge. 
Close out the frequency, Lieutenant. These are banks are registered. And we'll go right down their throat if necessary. Let's see if they have the belly for it. Go, <laughs> Scott! make excellent game. Their cleverness has surprised me. They must die. That is your law. We will honor our law and our word to you, Klingon. Uh-uh. child is dead, Ma'ab. Do as you will with me. The Earthmen? Dead. I killed them as they slept. If true, take us to them. Do you doubt my word, Klingon? I'm the wife of a tear. I will die in my own tent. It is in order. She is the wife of a tear. No! First, prepare a fire story. Is this what your sworn word means, Klingon?
The next man who raises a weapon destroys all of you. You and your primitive knives and your weapons. I'll teach you what killing really means. Hang on. Fight. Are you warriors or children? <laughs> Mab, I will flee. When the Klingon turns to fire, I'll... As Tia of the Ten Tribes, I give you back your life. Mine is now forfeit. Kiel, stand ready. Contact Starfleet. Inform them that Federation mining rights on Capella have been secured by a treaty. Documents signed by the young High Chief's regent. Report follows. Hi, sir. Child's regent? Yes, L.E.N. Remarkable young lady. Representing the High Tier. Leonard James Akar. The child was named Leonard James Akar. Has a kind of a ring to it, don't you think, James? Yes, I think it's a name destined to go down in galactic history, Leonard. What do you think, Spy? I think you're both going to be insufferably pleased with yourselves for at least a month. Sir. Sir. 
out of orbit, Mr. Sulu. Ahead, warp back to one. So, Vicky, that was season one, episode 11, Friday's Child. What did you think of that one? I liked it. Okay. So, who do you think this episode hinged on? Kirk, Spock, Scotty, and the woman. Okay. I'm also going to put Moab. Okay. Aka R. Okay. Uh, Uhura. Okay. Sulu. Chekhov. Because they all did had a hand in it as well. So, did you notice anything about this episode? No. Well, you never lived in California. You wouldn't know where they were either. No. I lived there, and I still don't know what part of California they were in. I just remember that someone was telling me where they were at in California to do the outdoor scenes. It's actually a national park. I don't know that one. I don't remember. But anyways, what's your rating on this one today? An 8.5. I might have to give it an 8. Because I could have done a few things better. Like? I don't know, but we will go with it. <laughs> Alright, well I guess until next time, I am William. And I'm Vicky. And we'll oh, before we sign off, next week we will not have an episode coming out because it is Memorial Day and Vicky is going to have to come home and go straight to bed. I do not think I can get uh, my other nephew to do the Deadly Years. Plus it's not a very good episode for him to do. So, uh, there will be no episode next week, but we will try and do have one the week after. That's right. Okay, well, until next time, I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we will catch you in the next mission. <laughs>